0: Is one thirty-seven PM? Stories of hustle and grind from the intersection of culture, style, music, and sports. Are you in Atlanta right now, or where are you at?
1: Yeah, I'm in Atlanta.
0: Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, I see some plaques on the wall. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You
1: know, billboard plaques up there.
0: Hell yeah! No, that's cool. Those are always important and. uh, Great little trophies to remind yourself of your success. You know, you got to be grateful for every every step of the way.
1: Absolutely. Especially when you've been doing it as long as I have, man. It's like you, you know that those small wins count for a lot. And for me, it was, you know, that's what kept me going all these years is just like celebrating those small wins and working towards the next one. Hell yeah. I love that.
0: Well, talking about wins, you know, so pretty out right now everywhere for everyone to stream. If you're listening, like the song's going up, man, like tell us a little bit about what the song means to you.
1: It's pretty crazy. Cause I don't think I've ever had a moment like this that happened in this particular way in my entire 14 years of making music where I like post a beat on the internet and it just starts going crazy. And, you know, one of the people in this case, Rayana, who did a duet to it on TikTok, just went super, super viral. And like people hitting me up every day. Like I have old family members that I haven't talked to in a couple years and like elementary school friends reaching out to me. It's been wild, bro. It's been really wild. Wow.
0: That's so cool. Yeah. How long has it been since it went viral till now?
1: Um so I posted the beat back in October and I would say probably about maybe like 3 weeks ago Rayana's version really started to catch on super fast on TikTok. I mean you know how tr- these trends on TikTok they just catch and they they skyrocket. Um and so yeah, I'd say about 3 weeks ago Rayana's version like started becoming a trend on TikTok. That's so
0: cool. And did you, did I hear right that she's located in Australia or where she's located? She's in Melbourne, Australia. Yep. Wow. The power of the internet, man. It's just. It's crazy. crazy. That's so cool. And I I heard a Tyga might be jumping on it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, I don't know if I can talk about anything specific right now, but yeah, we, uh, we definitely got them on some stuff.
0: Yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm just talking about, like, the, the videos I've seen of him, like, rapping. Like, that uh, you posted, yeah. like, him doing his verse. Like, sounds crazy. He killed it. He killed it. Hell, yeah. That's so cool, man. Congratulations. Thank you, bro. Yeah, so I wanted to ask you, you know, being in the game for a while and now having this TikTok moment that even though TikTok does consistently over the last year or two, make songs really hot in a major way that everyone recognizes. I, I don't think many people like yourself have those moments though. You know what I mean? Like I think you can yeah. hand, count it on maybe two hands. The number of people who are like similar to you had those moments. A lot of times it's, it's more of like a random moment where like someone like yourself, who's actually been working in the industry and got plaques and like doing your thing, having a moment, it's really cool. So I wanted to ask you, everything you've been through, like what's one of the most important things you've learned or what's the biggest thing you've learned from the music industry so far that you can maybe shed some light on for anyone listening, because a lot of people are like emerging or just getting into the scene when they watch these videos. Mm-hmm. So look up to someone in your position.
1: Um, man, there have been so many lessons that I've learned. I think the most important thing is that you just have to follow your own path, right? I mean, it can be super challenging to launch uh, a new music career just because of all the uncertainty. You know what I mean? Like nothing, there's absolutely nothing in life in general, but especially in the music industry that is guaranteed. Um, So everything is kind of based on your own internal faith on your journey. And so I think that's been the biggest lesson that I've learned in my career is like, okay, I see this producer is being successful doing this. This other guy is doing this and killing it. This other dude is, you know what I mean? Like there's so many different people doing different things and they're all winning at doing what they do best. And so I, I learned that if I want to have longevity and success in what I do, I just have to believe in my own path and, and work towards that relentlessly. You know what I mean? It's not just like putting in a couple hours a day. It's like every, every waking moment that I spend is working towards some type of goal, um, for my own journey. And so that's, that's just something that, um, I've become very comfortable and proud about, you know, pursuing my own journey.
0: Yeah, that's great advice. You know, you need to figure out what your strength is and double down on it.
1: Yes. Yeah. I I learned that from Gary. Gary, like, talks about that a lot, too. And it's like, he's so right. And I feel like, you know, we have similar backgrounds too. My my parents are uh, South Korean immigrants. I'm a first generation Korean American, and so we both kind of come from that background. I, I learned a lot of my hustle from my dad because he was an entrepreneur. Um, you know, and so just seeing that very early on in life translated uh, to to my own you know personal journey. Um, and so, yeah, I, I Gary Gary be killing it, man, with the advice. <laughs> I'm gonna
0: let him know you say you said that, even though I know you're about to meet him next week. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: hell yeah, um, cool. And I guess in addition to that, is there anything like technical or anything like anything else you'd want to say to a producer in particular? Um,
1: I think it's important to to not just be a producer, but or not just be a beat maker, but focus on developing your skills where, like, specifically as a producer, you bring more to the table than just beats, right? Because there's a ton of beat makers on YouTube, on BeatStars, on social media, and if you it, it's just so competitive that if you don't bring something else unique to the table, then the ch- the likelihood of you succeeding is extremely slim and so that's why i focused on building out all these other components to to my music career being a brand to having a social media following building email lists you know posting my music on TikTok. it's like you i focus on building all these other things so that i'm not just a beat maker because artists let's face it like artists can get beats from anywhere and there's a ton of really dope beats on on youtube that people can just lease or buy but it's like i want to bring more to the table where it's like my relationships or i have you know a label deal or i have like partnerships i have um you know brands that i'm locking in with you know what i mean it's just like there's so much more that you can bring to the table outside of just beats and i think focusing on that for aspiring producers is really really, really important.
0: That's great advice wow you're right. And you know what is funny is I was thinking that that even applies to established producers, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, it, exactly. I mean, you know look at me like I'm 14 years in and I'm I'm still very much focused on all these principles that we just talked about. So I think it's important across the board.
0: Yeah, you got to diversify that's for sure yep okay cool man well i want to ask you actually a specific question to you is the importance of video content Mm -hmm. i see you're so good at it and maybe you could shed some light on like what you try to achieve with your videos on instagram on tiktok or wherever but you know a lot of people a lot of artists a lot of artists and a lot of producers just don't know what to do on platforms yeah and they Really don't know what to do when it comes to video work. You know, that's why part of the reason why a lot of artists stay away from TikTok is they just don't know what to do.
1: Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, and I used to be that way too, by the way. Like I was, I was probably the most shy, introverted person that I've ever met or known in my entire life. And the only reason why I was able to break out of that is because. Is because I got into music and I actually started as a rapper and a producer. So I was like rapping and recording tracks over my own beats and that kind of forced me into like going to these local shows and performing in front of people and getting on stage and talking to people. So that really forced me outside of my comfort zone. And over time, I just learned to do that better. And then once I started working really closely with artists, especially on the independent level, once social media started to become a thing, of how artists were promoting their music and their brands, I realized that shit, like these guys are going super, super hard on social media, building community and ultimately creating their fan base on the internet. And uh, so that really, I started to lean into uh, the same thing. I started utilizing social media to engage with people and share my music and, uh, build community ultimately. Cause that's what it was about for me is I, I just wanted to build a community and build an audience around what I was doing. So, um, yeah, man, I mean, I think that's, that's so, so important and it's free, you know, social media is like the easiest thing that anyone can do to start building their audience.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It is free. It only takes your time. And I, I saw, speaking of Gary, I saw a post. Actually, he didn't even post it yet, but he shares posts internally before he posts. And one of it said, like, time isn't your week isn't like a cost or whatever, or like it doesn't hold you back. It's actually your greatest asset because you yeah. have to choose how to use your time.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Damn. That's a bar right there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, well, yeah, man. Uh, I wanted to also ask you about like time management. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you have like a morning routine or how you go about your day when you know you have like, let's say five or seven things that you need to get done. Like, do you have any tips just for a busy person or an entrepreneur who's like going about their, their life and maybe have a few tasks at hand? Like, do you, do you do anything in the morning? Like that helps you set your day? Right?
1: Yeah. I mean, I kind of have my rituals, um, I wake up, you know, brush my teeth. I take my dog out, feed her, um, just like really normal shit. And then I kind of start with just more administrative things like checking my emails, following up with people. I check my social media, respond to DMs and comments. Um, but for the most part, bro, to be honest with you, I kind of take things day by day because it changes so much. Like there's especially in the last like couple of weeks with all this TikTok stuff, we got like labels reaching out. We got all kinds of Zoom meetings lined up. So it's like my schedule is constantly changing. And so I just, I tell myself that I need to be able to adapt to it. So if I need to wake up earlier, like be up at 6 a.m. to like handle all the things that I got going on, then I just make sure that I'm you know, disciplined enough to do that. Um, but I remember when I first quit my job to do music full time, I had a whiteboard I just I I went out and bought like a whiteboard and I would write my um, my daily schedule and like I would have Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays dedicated to doing certain things. And I just got myself really regimented to make sure that I was preparing myself for like what's to come. And it's not like I necessarily needed to be that uh, strict with my schedule, but I knew that in the future um once I would have all these different things going on that I wanted to be like disciplined enough to, to be able to tackle everything. So I just I just saw the vision from very early on and wanted to make sure that I was um I was on it. That's cool. And
0: it's cool that you wrote it down physically. Um you that type of like you, you think that
1: helps? I'm very visual. So if I don't like see things um you know, I remember I used to just like literally write or print out things that I wanted to accomplish my goals. And I would like stick them to the ceiling, like right above my bed. So I'd wake up and go to sleep, just like looking at it. I know it sounds like cheesy and crazy to say, but, um, I'm very visual. So if I don't see it every day, then I need those like constant reminders. cool. putting it above your bed. That's cool. Okay, man.
0: Last question. Um, What should we expect for the rest of the year from you?
1: More music. Um, And like I said, we're we're in some conversations now that I think is really going to position us in a different way where I want to continue using my social media platforms to discover new artists and new talent and have more songs blow up on TikTok off of duets. You know what I mean? Like discover... All the talent that's out there that aren't at Drake level yet. You know, I really, really pride myself on discovering, like getting in early. So I'm going to be doing everything I can this year to um, to find new talent and, and developing them. So I think that's that's heavily our uh, our position this year. Oh, man. Finding new talent. You're about
0: to get blown up in the DMs, bro. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I'm ready for it. I'm ready. Hell yeah! All right. Well, thank you.
1: Awesome, man. I appreciate you, bro. Thank you.
0: Yeah, this has been a great interview. We really appreciate you.
1: All good. All good.
0: This is one thirty-seven p.m. Own your future. Start this minute. One thirty-seven p.m. is a Gallery Media Group original production.